We meet today in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 1 to verse 27. Now, although the child is now a young man who has entered the big, bad, and mad world, he is still counseled to remember the instruction of his father. Hear, my children, the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding. Proverbs 4 verse 1. My children here includes the young men and the old, male and female. All of them are included. What are they told? They must hear the instructions of a father. They must give attention to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother. Proverbs 4 verse 2 and 3. Actually, Solomon writes this and he is thinking about his own father. Notice that he says, I was my father's son, tender and only one in the sight of my mother. There are those who feel that the father's heart was wrapped up in this boy Solomon. I don't see it like that. In my opinion, the historical books reveal that Solomon was not the first choice of his father. This boy reared in the woman's palace, was more or less of a sissy. I think he was a sort of a playboy, and David did not have much in common with him. Solomon says, In my father, I am my father's son, but it was my mother who really loved me and taught me. However, he also taught me and said to me, Let your heart retain my words, Keep my commands and live. Proverbs 4 verse 4. David probably gave him a great deal of advice. When Solomon was made king, David said to him, Play the man. And I think he said that because he felt that Solomon was not manly enough. He said, Let your heart retain my words. Keep my commandments and live. David had learned by experience that you had better obey the Lord. Probably David was not as kind in his teaching of his son as he should have been. I felt that David was a success as a father. Unfortunately, that has been not true of great many famous people. The life of David was something that Solomon could emulate. Perhaps you are saying, Yes, but look what David did. Well, David's great sins were committed before Solomon was born. And David had turned from that type of life altogether. He repented. Now Solomon is giving advice to a young man, and he is really laying it on the line. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her. And she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Proverbs 4, verse 5 and verse 6. Wisdom here is depicted as a lady who keeps a school and sends out her catalog. Now remember that there is another woman, the stranger woman, who is also bidding for the interest of the young man. Wisdom is urging him to come to her school so that he might be wise. Notice that he says that wisdom will preserve and keep the young man. 
The great difference in the contemporary educators is pinpointed in this verse. Do they love wisdom? In other words, do they love the word of God? It was Pascal who said that human knowledge must be understood to be loved, but divine knowledge must be loved to be understood. So, if you are going to understand the word of God, you must bring to it love and a mind that is willing to be taught. Then the Spirit of God can open up the great truths to you. How important it is to see this. He says, love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all your getting, get understanding. Proverbs 4 verse 7. Isn't that interesting? In all your getting, get understanding. Notice the way he speaks of wisdom. It is not just knowledge. It is not simply having a computer mind. It is wisdom and intelligence to use knowledge properly and to have a love for it. That is something that the souls of men need today. The reason education is not satisfying is because of the way it is dished out to us. The most impressive thing here is that we are to get wisdom. How important it is. In all our getting, what is it that we get? We get gadgets, we get houses, we get possessions, we accumulate all kinds of things. In all our getting, get understanding, get wisdom. Exalt her and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. Proverbs 4 verse 8 and 9. Now the interesting thing here is that wisdom is to be loved like a woman is loved. When we get to the New Testament, this is changed. Christ has been made to us wisdom and we are to love him. The real difficulty in our day is not that there are problems in the Bible. The real difficulty is that in men there is not that love and longing for God and for the things of God. When love is present in the heart, this book will begin to open up because the Spirit of God will become the teacher. So the exhortation comes, exalt her and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. Hear my son and receive my sayings and the years of your life will be many. Proverbs 4 verse 10. This sounds to me like it is Bathsheba now talking to Solomon. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instructions. Do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. Proverbs 4 verse 11 to verse 13. Now, this is a wonderful call to the young men now to seek wisdom. Take firm hold of instruction. It is something that should have top priority. I like this saying. Learn all that you can. Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. 
Proverbs 4 verse 14 and 15. We have noted before that the warning in this book is against the evil man and the stranger woman. That woman is a prostitute, of course. I think we shall see that this also has a spiritual application. But the invitation is don't enter the paths of the wicked. Do not walk in their ways. Avoid them. Do not travel on those. Turn away from it and pass on. Move on. Do not consent. For they do not sleep unless they have done evil. And their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. Proverbs 4 verse 16 and 17. This portrays for us how the evil man and the stranger woman live. They can't even sleep unless they have done something that is evil. You read of crimes and say, I don't see how could a, such a thing happen. How can a man do such a thing? I don't see how a woman could live like that. Well, how can they stand to live with themselves? But I want to tell you, my friend, these people couldn't live with themselves if they didn't do these wicked things. We do not know how desperate and how deep into sin the human heart can go. There is nothing which the human mind and heart cannot conceive in wickedness. We need to realize that out in this world, we are rubbing shoulders with many people who are not always nice. Of course, there will be some wonderful people, but we need to be careful of the kind of people we meet. I have learned that there are certain men who will become true friends, bosom friends, and I thank God for them. Then there have been men who have tried even to destroy me, yet they confess to be Christians. It is difficult to understand their thinking. Well, the human heart is not to be trusted. We need to be very careful. We need to have discernment as we meet many kind in our daily walk. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. Proverbs 4 verse 18. You will meet wonderful saints like this. They start to grow and they just grow and move from strength to strength, shining, shining ever brighter unto perfect day. Then notice the contrast. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. Proverbs 4 verse 19. You see, there are two ways that are set in contrast here. One way is the way in which the righteous go. It is described as a shining light or shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. There is another way, the way of the lawless one. They go that way. It is the way of darkness. Now, it reminds us of the broad way that the Lord Jesus described. The broad way is a wide road today. That is where the mob is. The crowd is having a vanity fair down that way all the time. The carnival is going on. By the way, the word carnival comes from the word carnal, which means the flesh. So all the fleshly things are going on. Down there is a place where they indulge the flesh, and they call it the way of liberty. 
We hear today that we are living in a new age in which we can do as we please. That is certainly a broad way. That is at the entrance. But notice that this broad way gets narrower and narrower and narrower. The way of the lawless is the dark way. The way of the wicked is as darkness, the Bible says. There are the bright lights at the entrance, but down a little further, there are no lights. The people don't even know what they are stumbling over. That's the broad way that the Lord Jesus described. It is just like going in at the big end of the funnel and then finding that it gets narrower and narrower until finally it ends in destruction. In contrast, the narrow way is very narrow at the entrance. The Lord Jesus said, I am the way. John 14 verse 6. It is so narrow that it is limited to one person, Jesus Christ. No one can come to the Father but through him. You just can't find a way any narrower than that. Peter said, Nor is there any salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Acts 4 verse 12. Jesus said, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. John 10 verse 9. You see, the entrance is narrow, but after the entrance, the way gets wider and wider, leading to an abandoned life here and on into the light of heaven itself. My friend, we need to enter into the narrow end of the funnel, and at the end is labeled the Lord Jesus Christ. That is exactly the picture we get from our verses in Proverbs here. There are two ways. There is the path of the just, and there is the way of the wicked. We will hear more of this in this book. The broad way is described in chapter 16. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Proverbs 16 verse 25. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Proverbs 4 verse 20 to 22. The psalmist said this about the word, you remember? Your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Psalm 119 verse 11. God's words are the words of life. It has been said of the writings of the great men of the past that if his words were cut, they would bleed. This can truly be said of the words of God. They are living words. If you cut them, they will bleed, for they are life to those who find them. They will bring life and light to you. They bring instruction and direction and joy. All this comes through the word of God. Now here is one of the great verses in the book of Proverbs. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Proverbs 4 verse 23. Another translation of this verse would be like, Keep your heart above all keeping with all diligence, 
This is the most important thing to watch over. You see, we are told, for out of it springs the issues of life. Now, the life of the flesh is in the blood, and it is the heart that pumps the blood. Dr. William Harve, back in the 17th century, discovered the circulation of blood, which revolutionized medical science. Yet here in Proverbs, which was written about 2,700 years earlier, there is a recognition of the importance of the heart for the maintenance of life. And the heart symbolizes the center of one's innermost being. The Lord Jesus said that it isn't what goes into the man that defiles him, but what comes out of a man. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. Matthew 15 verse 19. Now some of the meanest things in the world come out of the human heart. The heart is the seat of the total personality. If you want to know how important the heart is, get your concordance and look up at all the references to the heart that are in the Bible. We are to keep our hearts with all diligence. What we hear is important. What we study is important. What we see is important. We should recognize that out of the heart will come all the great issues of our lives. This is why it must be kept with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Let's not miss the fact that the book of Proverbs, written long before Harvey, made the discovery of the blood circulation. This book makes a statement about the heart. That centuries later, signs demonstrated to be true. In the book of Proverbs, and this can be said of the entire Bible, you will find no unscientific or inaccurate observations. While the book is not a scientific textbook, whenever it makes a scientific statement, it is accurate. Out of the heart springs the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put pervert lips far from you. Proverbs 4 verse 24. You see, the issues of life will proceed from the heart, but it is the mouth and the lips that will do the speaking. Someone has put it like this. What is in the well of the heart will come up through the bucket of the mouth. How true it is. That sooner or later, the mouth will reveal what is in your heart. Our mouth will give away what is being harbored in our hearts. That is so true. So true, my friend. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the paths of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Proverbs 4, verse 5 to verse 27. Oh, how careful a young man needs to be. In this day when the use of drugs and liquor is so prevalent, especially among the young people, how careful he should be. How tragic it is to see multitudes of youngsters who are destroying themselves because they do not ponder the path of their feet. Many of us today are so busy that we never take time to consider 
where we are going or why. Yet we humans are the only creatures that God created with the capacity for self-reflection. We think about ourselves, evaluate our lives, and make changes in light of what we see. Proverbs encourage us to stay on the path of wisdom, to be careful not to stray to the right or to the left. Is that the case for you? Here are a few thought-provoking questions, my friend. Whose life have you genuinely touched and changed for better in recent years? If you continue to work for the next 10 years as you are working now, what will you have gained? What one thing have you said no to in the past year in order to remove your foot from evil? What did it cost you? What did you gain? Name three specific ways in which you have grown or changed for better in that time. Oh, have you taken a step or two backward? If so, what practical changes do you need to make to turn your life around? Think about it. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please send a WhatsApp message or SMS to plus two seven seven two six four one four four seven five. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for and be sure to include your name and contact information. I'll repeat that number for you. It's country code two seven followed by seven two six four one four four seven five. From within South Africa it's zero seven two six four one four four seven five.